Hey everybody, you're listening to the Two Paths Podcast. This is episode number five. I'm your host, Craig Marcy. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm glad that you tuned in. Hey, I wanted to ask, um, in our current climate, are you afraid sometimes to share your opinion? Sure seems like there's a lot of hate and division going on in the world. We can narrow it down from the world to nationally, just within our own country. You could look at it within your own state. You could look at it in your own community, perhaps even your school district, the city, maybe even in your own family. There's just a a lot of hatred and division that seems to be going on in the world today. And it's really brought a lot of people down. Some statistics have shown that because of the whole COVID pandemic of 2020 and so far into 2021, that there's been a lot more um, hatred that's risen up and it's caused a lot more depression, anxiety, and even suicide within this country. And so I just want to take a few minutes to address that topic today of how do you deal with all the hate and the division that's in this world? Um, and even specifically within this country, like how do you, how do we mend these fences and bring people together again? And before I get too far into the hate and, and division, I know one word that uh, will come to mind a lot is, is you need to be a peacekeeper. You need to be a peacekeeper. Do whatever you can to keep the peace. Well, there's a difference between a peacekeeper and a, a peacemaker. A peacekeeper will do just that. Keep the peace at all costs, which means sometimes compromising or giving up on what they want or just not taking a stand because you just want to keep the peace. You don't want to ruffle feathers, make any waves. Do you know anybody like that in your life? Are you that type of person maybe? So let me give the distinction between that and a peacemaker. A peacemaker goes deeper. The peacemaker will go to the heart of the issue to resolve what's at the core to make peace with the people that are involved in whatever the situation is. So think of it like this. A peacemaker will sometimes push back and maybe ask uncomfortable questions and maybe challenge you. But the whole point is they want to get to the root of the issue of what's causing this angst and anxiety and hatred and division in the first place. Honestly, if you think about that, uh, there will be times when the hatred and division has nothing to do with what's going on right now, but something that happened in the past and the current state is somehow awakening that within your mind and it's causing that anger and hatred to come back when it's not really because of what happened today. So if you're in an argument with a friend, maybe it's not anything specific that the friend did today, but it's something that happened to you in the past. And this friend sparked that memory somehow. And so the anger comes back. And so a peacemaker will get to the root of that to deal with the the real heart issue of what's going on. And so my challenge is to be a peacemaker before a peacekeeper. Get to the heart of the issue. 
But I also think we need to understand that everybody has an opinion and everybody's entitled to that opinion. People are going to have different life experiences. They're going to have different agendas. They're going to have different goals. If you don't know what I'm talking about, do this. If you have some siblings, ask them what their view of childhood was like. If they grew up in the same house as you and the same parents. So I have three older brothers, and it's very interesting to me how all four of us growing up in the same house with the same parents have different perspectives on what our childhood was like and even what my parents' uh, marriage was like and how they parented us. All in the same house, but yet different perspectives. And what's what's what we I think we need to realize is that that's good. It's okay. Everybody is different, and everybody's going to have a different perspective. And so for me to tell my brothers, hey, you're wrong because you thought that, well, it, they're not wrong. That was their perspective. That was their perception of how childhood was in our house. Same for me. They can't tell me I'm wrong based on my perception and my perspective of how childhood was. And so I think one of the keys that you need to keep in mind when you're talking with other people is that you need to know everybody has their own perspective and their own perception, and it's not necessarily wrong. And that's okay. One of the most frustrating things for me is Talking to somebody who's different, has a different opinion about a specific topic than I do, it could be as simple as um, formation on the soccer field, or if you're into football, or a batting lineup. What I can't handle, what really just frustrates me beyond belief, is that when you can't have a normal conversation to discuss the difference in opinions on the formation or the batting lineup or who's starting and who's not starting. I mean, it, it can be simple little things like that. We automatically, we go to like the political views in this country and we go off kind of the deep end on each other. If you view something different than I do, but it, it happens on a even smaller scale, just like uh, watching your kids play sports. We can have disagreements and we can have difference of opinions without climbing down somebody's throat and just yelling at them and ripping them apart. And so I, I want to encourage you that if you're in conversations with people and they have a different opinion than you, it's okay. There's no need to yell and scream and shout because that doesn't ever get anywhere. But the ones who will grow from it are the ones who will actually have a mature conversation and listen. Even if they still disagree at the end, have a mature conversation about it. And, and it'll be okay. It's sad that we're living in a time where people feel like they can't even share their opinion because they're so afraid somebody's going to get so upset and yell at them. It was interesting, just last week we were at uh, my my son's soccer game, high school soccer. And there was a play kind of in front of the parents where we were, and, and 
our school section was kind of intermingled. The other school section was pretty close to us. And so uh, there was just a play. It was, it was a, a pretty, um, I won't say a dirty play. It was a, it was actually a good play. It was clean, but it just looked really rough. And a lot of parents shouted that the ref should have called something. And right away, one of the parents from the other side, sitting a couple rows in front of us, turned around and started to say something. And, and I just thought to myself, man, I don't get upset if parents on the other team want to complain about a call. That's okay. I, sometimes I'll disagree with them, but it's okay. I'm not going to turn around and look at them and make a comment because I think that's more instigating and antagonizing and, and wanting something to happen when nothing needs to happen. And so I think we do need to be cautious about that. What's the point of what we're about to say? Is there going to be value to it or is it just instigating or is it making things worse? I mean, just think about that. How many times has somebody said something to you and you're like, oh, oh, I got a good comeback. Like you want to say it, but you know there's not going to be any point to it because it's only going to make things a whole lot worse. And so you just bite your tongue and you go on about your day. That's the mature thing to do. There's no need to continue down a road of anger and division. And so I want to outline five different ways um, that we can work on not being angry. And the first one, you'll probably hear me say this a lot um, because it's something that, that I've really learned and grown to accept and appreciate, and that is that I can't control others. I can only control myself. So even if someone is being rude, that parent turned around and, and started to say something like he wanted to instigate some kind of strife between, you know, the, the player's parents or something. You don't have to react. You don't have to say anything back to him, which nobody did. Even when people are being rude and they're screaming and yelling, you don't have to scream and yell back because there's, there's not going to be any fruit that comes from that. You're not going to change that person's mind by screaming and yelling. Quite possibly, you're not going to change that person's mind even if you're talking calm and normal because that person is so in alignment with whatever their argument is, they're not going to bend or break on it. And so rather than getting upset and getting angry because people don't see your point of view and they're not listening, just control yourself. I want to challenge you this. If you're in a heated debate with somebody or you see people in a heated debate, be the one that just controls your own temper and controls your own tongue. Be the one that's the mature one that steps off the crazy cycle and says, I'm going to break this argument from going any further. Just let it go. I heard your point and I'm moving on. That's all you need to do with it. Control yourself. You can't control everybody else. You can't control anything in this world except yourself. And when you start to accept that fact, there's such a release of uh, freedom there's such a big, like a wave of peace that comes over 
when you realize some of these things aren't worth getting worked up over because I can't control them. All I can do is control myself and how I respond. And even more so, how I want other people to respond to my response. We have the opportunity to make a positive influence, not just be angry. The second solution is to just accept that not everyone will agree with you. And because of that, you'll need to let go of some of those relationships and some of those conversations. So I'm going to share a story of vulnerability with you um, that I've dealt with as long as I can remember. I know there are some instances from when I was even younger, but the one that stands out as one of the most memorable to me was in junior high basketball. And it stuck with me because I think it was one of the times, the first times that I really recognized and even accepted the fact that my answer only seems to be different from everybody else. So we're going into a game and before the game, we're kind of talking team strategy and the coach asks, Hey, what, what defense do you guys think we should go at at this team? <clears throat> so I shared my opinion and why I thought that. And then coach called on a couple other players and they all had a different opinion. And the coach agreed with them. Now, I'm not saying I'm an expert at basketball and I know best strategies. In my mind, it made perfect sense why I said the strategy that I did. But it was one of the first times that I can remember really recognizing that I always give an answer and, and it doesn't seem to be the popular answer. And so my whole life since then, I've really struggled with why is it that I'm always different? When my boss asks for my opinion and I give it to him, how we should do something, what the process should be. And they say no and do it their way anyway. And then I get frustrated. I'm like, why do you even ask if you're not going to take into account what I just said? That's happened throughout my life. And it's been such a struggle because I'm always thinking, am I really that off base? Am I really that far out there that I'm the only person that thinks this? Or is it <laughs> I'm the only one that's going to say it out loud, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I still don't have the answer, but here's what I've accepted is that sometimes I'm the only one with that opinion and it's okay. People are going to disagree and people are going to be different and it's okay. I've learned to let go of that. If you get into heated debates with certain people in your life and there's just no fruit from it, and that's pretty much all your relationship with that person is based on, it's time to cut that loose because there's nothing good that's going to come from that situation. You're not adding value to that person. And they're definitely not adding value to you by arguing constantly. And if that's all you do with that person anyway, is that really even a relationship? And I know it's easier said than done, but as I grow older and I look around in my life, I've realized that there are relationships that it's, it's okay to let go of. We're not best friends. Maybe we were at one point, but we're not anymore, and it's okay. It's not a bad thing necessarily either. 
we're different. We've grown up. I'll still talk to him when I see him. Love to catch up with him, but we're not best friends, so it's okay. And so learning to let go of some of those conversations and some of those relationships where just not on the same page. And it seems like all you do is argue and there's division and there's bitterness. There's no value that comes from that. Solution number three, I would say, rather than just words and arguing, how about living it out and not the arguing part, living out a life of peace and kindness and grace and mercy. Yelling and shouting doesn't get anyone anywhere. And so if you want to be a person that promotes peace and unity, then one thing you can do is show it with your lifestyle. Let people see what type of person you are. Then one, they're not going to really want to argue with you. Two, if they do argue with you, it's probably going to be in a different tone because they recognize there's something different about you and the way you act. Words are a crazy thing. Words are powerful and words have meaning. But at the same time in life, words are just words. Sometimes I think people let words become bigger than they really are. And it's probably because People allow those words to penetrate into their own perception of who they are and their own identity. And that's probably a whole other topic to get into at some other point. But what do we always tell kids? Or if you're coaching a, a youth sporting group, you know, whether it's soccer, baseball, basketball, cross country, track, tennis, whatever it is, it's caught, not taught. So kids pay attention to what you do more than what you say. And adults will too. You can talk a good game, but if your life doesn't reflect it, adults will pick up on that really quick. So live a life that reflects kindness and peace and grace and mercy. Show it with your everyday lifestyle and people will know there's something different. The fourth solution, make time regularly to get alone and just get quiet. Spend time reflecting on your thoughts. Spend time reflecting on your dreams and your goals. Spend time just getting to know yourself. And I think when you do that, you reflect and you realize and you embrace who you are. And it's easier to let go of that which you aren't and let go of that which brings no value. And then the fifth solution, and this isn't, I think, an easy one, is to learn how to release energy in a healthy way, like exercising, especially going outside into fresh air, taking in some sunshine, the environment around you, just puts you into a different mood. And so when you can exercise, whatever it is, if you run or ride a bike or lift weights, Tybo, if anybody does that anymore, Learn how to find ways that you can get energy out through healthy exercising. And it doesn't even need to be like a half hour, an hour long. A 15-minute um, high-intensity interval training, a HIIT workout, is enough to get the endorphins working in your brain and 
sending all the chemical um, endorphins and all these things working into your brain and your body that help you balance out and release some energy so that you're not so worked up about some things. And when your mind gets cleared out like that, it becomes easier to determine what really matters and the things that you were worked up about earlier, do you still need to be that worked up about them today? So anger and division, it's pretty big in this world today. The thing is, it doesn't have to be the big thing in you. There are always options. There's always choices. You can give in to it, like Star Wars, give in to the dark side, give in to the anger and the hatred, or you can fight it. Our natural tendency is that it's easier to give in. But we have to be intentional to fight against that. But like I said today, I can't control everything. And I sure can't control you. All I can control is me. And so I'm going to leave you with that. And remind you that it's up to you. You have the choice. And so I want to challenge you to choose the path that will make all the difference.